Hello. Um, today we are going over Storyline 23. And just as a fair warning, if you hear a weird noise in the background, it's my car charging. The only uh, place that I could find that was quiet to do it was to go sit in my car in the garage. So, uh, sorry about that. Anyways, Storyline 23 takes place from Malachi 2 through 4, and the key verse is Malachi 4, 5. I will send a prophet Elijah to you before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. So the author says that after the temple and its walls were rebuilt in Jerusalem, Nehemiah returned to the service of the Persian king in 433 B.C., in his absence, despite the covenant's renewal that Israel had made under Ezra and Nehemiah reforms, the Jews returned to their sinful ways, once again breaking their pledge to live according to God's commands. The people of Israel struggled greatly with disappointment and disillusionment as their once glorious kingdom was now reduced to a small foreign rule. The presence of the foreign nations heightened Israel's desires for the renewal and yearn to see God restore his people and his kingdom by his glory and power. However, the people doubted God's justice and covenantal love, and their worship degenerated into ritualistic observance. God raised up the prophet Malachi to address Israel's charges and to counter their doubts while affirming God's presence and faithfulness. The final words of God would speak through the prophets for 400 years, or this would be the the final words God used to speak through the prophets for 400 years until the events surrounding the birth of Jesus and the call for Israel to repent and prepare for the dreadful day of the Lord. So I'm going to go ahead. It's... Malachi 2 through 4 is really short, so I'm going to go ahead and read it for you all. And it kind of does a better job of painting a backdrop for it. And now you, priests, this warning is for you. If you do not listen and if you do not resolve to honor my name, says the Lord Almighty, I will send a curse on you, and I will curse your blessings. Yes, I have already cursed them because you have not resolved to honor me. Because of you, I will rebuke your descendants. I will smear on the faces the dung from the festival sacrifices, and you will be carried off with it. And you will know that I have sent you this warning so that my covenant with Levi may continue, says the Lord Almighty. My covenant was with him a covenant of life and peace, and I give them to him. This called for reverence, and he revered me, and stood in awe of my name. True instructions was in his mouth, and nothing false was found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and uprightness, and turned many from sins. For the lips of the priests ought to preserve knowledge, because he is the messenger of the Lord Almighty, and the people seek instructions from his mouth. But you have turned from the way, and by teaching you have caused many to stumble. You have violated the covenant with Levi, says the Lord Almighty. So I have caused you to be despised and humiliated before all the people because you have not followed my ways but have shown partiality in matters of law. 
Do not all have one Father? Did not God create us? Why do we profane the covenant of our ancestors by being unfaithful to one another? Judah has been unfaithful. A detestable thing has been done has been committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. Judah has desecrated the sanctuary the Lord loves by marrying women who worship a foreign god. As for the men who does this, whoever he may be, may the Lord remove him from the tents of Jacob, even though he brings an offering to the Lord Almighty. Another thing you do, you flood the Lord's altar with tears. You weep and wail because you no longer looks with favor on your offerings and accept them with pleasure from your hands. You ask, why? It is because the Lord is with, is the witness between you and your wife of your youth. You have been unfaithful to her. Though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant, has not the one God made you? You belong to him in body and spirit. And what does the one God seek? Godly offerings? So be on your guard and do not, or offspring, godly offspring, sorry. So be on your guard and do not be unfaithful to the wife of your youth. The man who hates and divorces his, his wife, says the Lord, the God of Israel does violence to the one he should protect, says the Lord Almighty. So be on your guard. Do not be unfaithful. You have wearies the Lord with your words. How have we wearied him, you ask? By saying all who do evil are good in the eyes of the Lord, and he is pleased with them. Or where is the God of justice? I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the, the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple, and the messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, a launder soap. He will sit at a refiner's and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who bring offerings in righteousness. And the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord as in the days gone by as in former years. So I will come to put you on trial. I will be quick to testify against sorcerers, adulterers, and perjurers, against those who defraud laborers of their wages, who oppress the widows and the fatherless, and deprive the foreigners among you of justice. But do not fear me, says the Lord Almighty. I, the Lord, do not change, so you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord. But you ask, how are we to return? Will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings, you are under a curse. Your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that you may be so that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessings that there will not be room enough to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and vines in your fields will not drop 
their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. You have spoken arrogantly against me, says the Lord, yet you ask, what have we said against you? You have said it is futile to serve God. What do we gain by carrying out his requirements and going about like mourners before the Lord Almighty? But now call the arrogant blessed. Certainly evildoers prosper, and even when they put God to the test, they get away with it. Then those who feared the Lord talk with each other, and the Lord listened and heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored his name. On the day when I act, says the Lord, there will be my treasured possession. I will spare them just as a father has compassion and spares his son who serves him. And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. Surely the day is coming it will burn like a furnace. All the arrogance and the evildoers will be stubble, and the day that is coming will set them on fire. And the Lord Almighty, said the Lord Almighty, not a root or a branch will be left to them. But for you who revere my name, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its rays, and you will go out and frolic like a well-fed calf. Then you will trample on the wicked they will be ashes under your soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord Almighty. Remember the law of my servant Moses to, and the decrees and laws I give him at Horeb for all Israel. See, I will send the prophet Elijah to you before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to the parents, or else I will come and strike the land with destruction. Father, this is some really strong language. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not going to lie. It, it catches me off guard sometimes when I read it. But there's so much truth in it, and I thank you for that truth, and I thank you for... Um, you know, as in Proverbs, it says, do not fear the Lord's rebuke because he rebukes um, those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. So thank you for delighting in us. Thank you for rebuking us and for showing us your ways to follow you. And I ask, Holy Spirit, that you speak to each and every one of us and show us where we are doing similar things Um in our cases, because it, I mean, we can try to say that we don't do these things, but it's natural human behavior to do these things. It's unnatural, or it would be supernatural to not do these things and to follow you, which we can do, thankfully, with you, Holy Spirit, and through the gift of what you did at the cross for us, Jesus, and we thank you for that. But I ask that you open the eyes of our hearts. Show us where we are not really following you, where we have false beliefs, where we say we trust you, but then our actions show we don't trust you, or where we're being like what Jesus said, um, you know, you are either hot 
or you're lukewarm, and I'd rather you be hot or cold, and I'm about to spit you out because I cannot stand the taste of you any longer. Um, show us where we're being lukewarm, where we try to not stand up for truth and justice for and say that it's okay what the evil people do whether it's because we actually believe it's okay or we're just trying to keep the peace, show us the heart issues we have where we're, we're standing in the way of that. Show us where we're not being faithful to you or faithful to one another. Yes, this passage talks a lot about uh, marriage, but we can also be unfaithful as friends or unfaithful as fellow believers, um, whether it be, you know, someone from a different denomination. If we're speaking bad about them, that's being unfaithful, not not honoring them. Help us to have reverence, fear in you, to recognize you as being the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God who split the seven seas and who rescued the Egyptian or rescued the Jews from the Egyptians, who transferred that insane amount of wealth to them overnight, that protected the Israelites all those years. I mean, if any if any race was ever going to be wiped off the face of this earth, it should have been the Israelites because of the hatred that's come towards them. But you, Father, have been good to your word. You've kept your promise and you've um, you've protected them. And you love them so much you even sent your son to be in the line with them. So we thank you for that. Thank you for not being one who breaks covenants, but being one who's faithful to it. Help us to be more like you, Father to be faithful to you, to be a faithful remnant, and to remember that you said that those who fear the Lord and talk with each other about the Lord and listen and are heard, that we are written on a scroll of remembrance that is read in his presence and that um, we are his special treasured possession because we we honored his name. We feared you, Lord, that we listened to your instructions on what you've given through, throughout the whole Bible and through our, our leaders in the church, and that we truly seek to follow you, to honor you. Um, we don't take your commands as light uh, guidelines. <laughs> or even as rules, but as as like a foundation of our being almost, that um, we just have a strong desire to follow them and do them because we recognize them as good. We recognize them as love. We recognize it as as you, as being in your, your righteous character. Help open our eyes, just like how the prophet, when he was writing this, talking to the people, every single time he God gave 
a charge against them, he gave a response of them being like, well, when did we ever say this against you? Or when did we ever do this against you? And, you know, it's showing him that, like, we they really have done that. Or it even kind of reminds me, like, in the New Testament, when Jesus said, when I was um, naked, you fed me, or when I was naked, you clothed me, when I was hungry, you fed me, when I was uh, in prison, you visited me, and they'd be like, when did we do this? And well, if you did to the least of these, you did it to me. Or he'd be mad at the reverse, like you did not do this. And like, well, we would have done it if it was you. And he's like, I am in all of you. I Like, if you do it to them, you're doing it to me. If you don't do it to them, you're doing it to me. And God's saying the, essentially the same thing here. And help just open our eyes to it. Because I know it's it's really easy to kind of just get stuck in the motions and not to be intentional about everything we do and not um, honor you in everything we do. Help us, Holy Spirit, to recognize those. Help soften our hearts so we're willing to listen and to take your word and to be the obedient children you desire and call us to be. We ask all this in Jesus' wonderful name. Thank you. Amen. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend.